0: Multitasking chats popping off.
1: What was that? Sorry. Oh, it was being funny again. That, no? I've wrung all the juice out of that one. Blood from a stone at this stage. It's so
0: not, it's no, it's the end of the week. Yeah. <laughs> It's not. It's not. It wasn't funny the first time, like I'll be honest.
1: Multitasking share has, has kicked off, has
0: it? It has indeed. I uh-huh. asked for some examples of what multitasking is to you after we talked about uh, that women in their 20s are more likely to fall down the stairs than men because they're multitasking. And that got me wondering what multitasking is to find as. Because as we discussed yesterday, just listening to a podcast while cooking or doing the laundry or walking count as multitasking. So some examples... To help us settle it about here, uh, someone says they'll be on a work zone, but be cooking. like if they're working from nice. home.
1: Yeah, that's good.
0: Camera off, yep. texting whilst walking dog. I'm sorry to say, again, we'll we well, remain anonymous here. We don't want to name people. Uh, texting while walking dog sounds like you're gonna walk. Sounds like you're gonna fall down the stairs.
1: If you yeah, don't go down any stairs with that dog.
0: On phone whilst doing washing, makeup, washing up. So it sounds like talking on the phone. Again, right. watch out for the stairs. I think mm-hmm. that and a lot of technology chore combos.
1: Did you just get that message from producer Jono um, where he says, I have 100% cooked dinner while being on a call with you guys. <laughs> I don't doubt
0: it. I don't doubt it. I don't it.
1: either. Kia ora, this is Newsable, I'm Emil,
0: And I'm Imogen and this is what's worth talking about. We're a week into the Women's Football World Cup so it is absolutely time to start talking about who might win the whole thing.
1: Aliens are front and centre at the US Congress and no we're not talking about Mitch McConnell but actual aliens are being discussed. The truth may be out there but it's also right here in this pod so stick around for that.
0: If anyone didn't understand that Mitch McConnell reference you simply just have to google Mitch McConnell press conference. Anyway, someone is paying or potentially going to pay $80,000 for some old school computer themed sneakers. I'm not making it up.
1: It's a real sentence and it's back. Very excitingly, fun fact Friday makes its triumphant return today on the podcast.
0: We've got all that coming up in a moment here on Newsable.
2: Newsable takes time and resources to produce. Please support our mahi and visit stuff.co.nz support.
1: Well, it has been a momentous week in Aotearoa and across the ditch in Australia, but we're going to focus on here. Uh, with thousands of people around the country flocking to see the world's best female footballers in action.
0: And that means it's only right to look at where we're at after one week of the tournament. So with us now is former football fern Anna Green. Kia ora, Anna. Kia ora, thanks for having me along. How great has this
3: week been? Oh my goodness, it has been so exciting, but also like so overwhelming. I just can't believe like, just it's so awesome to see how great like it is that the country's rallied behind the World Cup and all of the fans turning up to midweek games in the pouring rain. So yeah, it's been super exciting, but I'm knackered. I don't know how like, we're gonna keep up this pace for
1: like a whole month. <laughs> how did it feel for you seeing the football fans? beat Norway like what? what what's your take on, on how they've gone so far
3: obviously it's been like a real mixed bag I think the Norway game was phenomenal that's like the best I've ever seen the team perform I think that was kind of like one of those like ridden in the stars moments where everything comes together and it was just like such a complete performance with the crowd there being on home soil the opening game like that was like one of my favourite Fern's um, memories ever so yeah like great start to the tournament obviously bit of a dip the other day about hoping to rebound nicely for Sunday. And who, in your opinion, is looking good after week one overall? Overall in all of the teams? Mm. Germany put out a real statement with their performance the other night. I think um, lots of the rounds were cagey. So um, the first games coming out, everyone was sort of finding their feet. Probably teams were getting used to the climate, the conditions, obviously the World Cup nerves. But I think to see the way that Germany have started off. I think Spain have been looking good and then obviously um Japan as well with their opening result was great. Are there any teams surprising you at
0: all in terms of underperforming or overperforming?
3: Aussie in their opening match, I thought it would be a bit more electric. You know, they've had such a great lead into the World Cup and, and maybe I'm biased because I was on such a high from the Ferns game that I thought that first um, Aussie Ireland game like wasn't of the quality that I was after, but that said, I mean, they still ground out the win, so they'll be taking that. Um, You're just
0: being picky at that stage.
3: That is me being picky. I think it was like that direct comparison between the Ferns game where I was like, oh, my goodness, the best day of my life. And then I was like, come on, Aussie, like, come to the party. Boring. It's the that. first
1: time New Zealand has you ever been like, come on, Aussie. <laughs>
3: but, um, you know, I think largely the results have probably gone as planned. France and Jamaica was an interesting one. And then they'll be, um, I've just seen recently that they've had Wendy Renards um, got an injury, so she's their captain. And so that will be um, a big loss for them. So I think they'll be, it'll be really interesting to track um, how their next couple of games go.
1: And obviously it would be silly of us to ask you for your picks for finalists uh, at this stage of the tournament, given all the twists and turns and vacillations. With that being said, give us your picks. Who do you reckon (laughs) is going to make the final and who's going to win?
3: that was such a great lead and this might be like such a bad answer because I haven't like sat down and looked at the sides of the drawers to even uh, be like yeah. can people make it to the sure, final it's order? early days but but I will still give you my pick so I think USA are always going to be a front runner and I think um, after Germany's last performance I think they were like just like a different class so
0: I'd be um tough to bet against them at the minute as well. Anna Green, thank you so much for your time and for your footy analysis. Remember, you can watch all of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023 matches on Sky or stream them on Sky Sport now.
1: Stuff also has a dedicated tournament hub online. We'll be live streaming some of the games and there is, of course, all the on and off field action in drama as well. So if you're not already, get amongst.
0: If you're convinced that aliens are real, we have something to bolster your argument coming right up, because the US Congress is holding formal hearings about the presence of alien material right here on planet Earth. And remember, we love hearing from you, so get in touch. Do you think aliens are real? I don't know. Give us your thoughts. Uh, you can find us on TikTok or Insta. Search Newsable NZ, and if you want to email us as well, always an option. Newsable at stuff.co.nz. But remember a wee while ago, we talked about the former military intelligence officer who came out of nowhere and claimed the US had proof of UFOs. I remember. I remember. It was on like has, a Wednesday or something. He was like, by the has way. Has he been
1: arrested and locked up, finally?
0: Well, oh, no, there's been a development, Okay, but it's not that. That same former military officer, David Grush, has appeared before Congress. The U.S. Congress, alongside two former fighter pilots, and claimed non-human biologics have been found and collected, and that the federal government has been hiding evidence of aliens from everybody.
1: You're going to have to explain what biologics are. Yeah, then.
0: look, I haven't been that successful in my Google research. Okay. As far as I understand it, which it, it just makes this whole thing even weirder. Biologics are medications that come from living sources. So he's saying something non-human has been found. It's all very bizarre, I think, is the bottom line. But the former fighter pilots that are appearing before Congress along with him say they've seen unidentified flying objects, or unidentified anomalous phenomena, as they're now called, in the sky on one or more occasions.
1: I think it's anomalous.
0: I think you'll find.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But, like, just to clarify... When you say Congress, yes. that this is before Congress, you mean like the storied U.S. Congress where like big, serious, actual things it's, happen?
0: As in Alessandria Ocasio-Cortez is part <laughs> of the panel and asked questions.
1: <laughs> Why is it in front of Congress? <laughs>
0: so, because well, like, like we alluded to earlier, remember Grosh came out on like a random day uh-huh. of the week and was like, yo, there's aliens <laughs> or we've got alien UFOs. Uh-huh. Uh, Congress wanted to look into that naturally uh, because he claimed that the U.S. was in possession of intact or partially intact alien vehicles and that these had been collected over decades. So an investigation was then ordered into what the government does or doesn't know. And it's hoped, weirdly, that all of this will end up in legislation around the government being more transparent about aliens. <laughs> it's so
1: strange. And and these fighter pilots, are testifying because they have actually said that they've seen UFOs in their lives.
0: Yeah, so one of them says they saw one in 2004, but then the other one says he has seen a UFO every day for the last couple of years.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He was drinking this strange liquid out of a drink bottle that he said came from a cactus. Every (laughs)
0: day. And now, the hearing was kind of frustrating and a bit weird, and this is where it gets a little bit like, oh, what's going on, because... Oh, this is where it gets like that, is it? (laughs) No, but the the men claim that since going public, uh, they've had threats, uh, they've got a lot of backlash for speaking out about UFOs. And so sometimes when they were asked questions about like, do you have proof? Uh, Where can I prove this? Even one of the questions from Alessandria Ocasio-Cortez was like, where would you look to get answers if you were me? The men would say things like, I'd be happy to tell you that in private, or I would ha- be happy to tell you that in a closed environment. I don't want to tell you that in an open forum. <laughs> and then, to top it all off, the main whistleblower, David Grosh, has admitted that he hasn't actually seen any of these UFOs. Or, oh, right. Okay. But has got his information <laughs> Not from the internet, but from extensive interviews with high-level intelligence officers.
1: (sighs) This is giving me strong, like, yeah, I've got a girlfriend, but you'll never meet her. (laughs) She lives in Canada.
0: Uh, But rest assured, as bizarre or as trolling as this could end up, we'll stay across it, obviously.
1: Hey, we're still going to talk about a pair of ultimate dad sneakers which are more than seven times the price of a fancy computer. But if you're enjoying what you're hearing, do chuck us a like and a follow on your favourite podcast platform. It really helps other people to find us and it gets us one step closer to being able to afford these sneakers.
2: If you don't have time to read the in-depth stories
0: or you just prefer to listen instead, The Long Read From Stuff is the podcast for you.
1: There are a lot of people in this world who like to collect things, aren't they?
0: Yes, I believe the technical term is collector.
1: And uh, some of the things they like to collect are a bit unusual. Pokemon cards, for example. Uh, stamps.
0: Uh, coins. Locks of celebrities here, I believe, is also a genre.
1: Yeah, that is unusual. Interesting that that popped into your mind.
0: Look, can't explain it, won't explain it. <laughs> <laughs> But of course, there are more usual things that people collect, practical things like sneakers.
1: Yeah, there are actually probably some sneaker collectors listening to this right now.
0: I know a couple of sneaker collectors. And if you are a sneaker collector, (laughs) we've got a bargain. We have a bargain for you.
1: Yeah, it's a pair of Snow White limited edition Nike sneakers emblazoned with the old school Apple logo.
0: They're a UK size nine and a half. They have an air cushioned heel, so I'm told, and they're going to auction at Sotheby's for the pricely sum of 50,000 US dollars. That would be roughly 80,000 New Zealand dollars.
1: That seems like quite a lot of money to me.
0: It does raise the question, though, how do auction houses come up with numbers like that? Well, joining us to shed a bit of light on that is Jess McKenzie, Luxury Accessories Manager at Webbs in Auckland. Kia ora, Jess. Hi, how are you doing? Jess, 80000 New Zealand dollars for a pair of sneakers sounds quite ludicrous. But to you and your business, is that as ludicrous to you as it is to me?
2: So not necessarily. I think uh, people who are very passionate about something will pay whatever it takes to acquire it. And that's kind of what we, we've experienced in our auctions at webs. You know, we've seen uh, pieces like the Hermes Birkin sell for 30000 $50,000 at times. So I do think people will pay top dollar to acquire that item that they want.
1: Jess, how does an auction house go about valuing things like this? Like what factors do you look at?
2: So the way we value goods for the secondary market is we're looking at factors like the availability and rarity, you know, whether it's a common thing to appear on the secondary market. Um, we're also looking at things like the craftsmanship and the actual quality of the item. We also take into consideration the actual condition. Uh, in general, something that's in their new condition will fetch a higher price than something that's been well used. So. We also look at the perceived market value of that particular brand and um, come up with a value based on these factors. I imagine Webbs has sold
0: some sneakers, uh,
2: ever at the price of 80000 Yes, well we did take on uh, a single owner collection of Jordans from uh, a particular vendor who was kind of dabbling in the world of of sneakers and um, he appreciated the brand and was wanting to make some room in his collection. So um we got a consignment of Jordan's, which was great. And these did really appeal to the sneaker community and resulted in that entire collection selling at auction.
0: How m- how much money though? Jeez, come on, how much <laughs> money <are> was <we> <laughs> Jordan?
2: Um so I can't say it was quite at that fifty thousand dollar mark, but mm. we are really recognizing um an increase in the whole streetwear and sneaker community. So it is something we're always aspiring to get those really high-value consignments, and um, something that's constantly developing at webs.
1: Skillfully evading the question and um, violating the client's privacy. I love that <laughs> from you, James. Um, are you ever like, are you ever taken aback by how much collectors are willing to pay for? you know what what might seem totally innocuous items coins stamps you know does, does it even kind of blow your mind even working in the business as you do
2: i would say at the beginning it definitely did i feel like i've kind of developed a numbness to it though and i do oh. really understand these collectors you know they're really passionate about so many different things so
0: yeah jess mckenzie from web thank you so much for your time
2: thank you so much Hey Chris,
0: Yes. do you want another very broad question? I've
2: got a very broad question you. Go on then.
0: What do you know about sports?
2: Up the wires, go the Black Caps and don't forget Premier League football. You do love a bit of Premier League footy, don't you?
0: What team is it that you support Oh,
2: The current champions, Manchester City.
0: I think they're pronounced Arsenal, it's pronounced Arsenal.
2: Uh, You know what's good about football? What? They don't regulate soccer
0: I'm sorry, there's a sport that regulates
2: sock height? Indeed there is, and it's cycling.
0: That's very strange. Why on earth do they regulate it?
2: Well, I know, but if you want to find out, you'll have to listen to The Big Stuff Quiz wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Oh, that's a cliffhanger indeed. The Big Stuff Quiz is brought to you by Melbourne Every Bit Different. It's been forever, however... It's time for Fun Fact Friday.
1: Yeah, we're back. We're back with a vengeance.
0: we have a week off,
1: but it's, it has returned. We've had a long time to think about facts for this particular Fun Fact Friday. We
0: have, but did I still leave it to today?
1: <laughs> yes, I did. Likewise. <laughs> Found mine about 40 minutes ago.
0: All right, go on, you start.
1: My fun fact is this. A restaurant in Ōtirahanga was once sued by the owner of Harrods Department Store, but the town ended up bullying him into dropping the lawsuit. <laughs>
0: Okay, explain the lawsuit.
1: <laughs> okay, so uh, 1986, and uh, we're in the mighty town of Otarahanga. Uh, there was a restaurant that was owned by a businessman whose, whose name was Henry Harrod. And the oh. restaurant, not unreasonably, was called Harrod's Restaurant. Mm. Um, so Muhammad Al fayed who owned the famous department store of the same name in London, he tried to sue them for <laughs> copyright infringement. He's famously a famously litigious guy. So the town rallies around Henry Harrod. Uh, Every business in town changes their name to Harrods, uh, and they basically say, go on then, sue all of us. Otarahanga itself briefly changes its name to Harrodsville with the support of the... Are
0: you making this up?
1: With the support of the District Council. Um, Eventually, the UK tabloids and the BBC and stuff, they get wind of this. They relentlessly mock uh, Al-Fayed, and they do so so mercilessly that he eventually... Drops the lawsuit altogether.
0: How did I not know about this? I not t-
1: It's wild, right? <laughs> I feel like there should be or a that movie I about it. It called
0: Harrodsville.
1: It was called Harrodsville, yeah. To troll Muhammad Al Fayed.
0: This is amazing.
1: <laughs> Tyker that- needs to get on this for a movie, like in all seriousness.
0: Yes, one. This needs to. People. Do I resign now? You've won.
1: <laughs> no,
0: go, go on. No, I can't even. I don't even you know, know if I. No, I do.
1: You never know what, I, what, the, I do. what the people are going to think.
0: That is. I want to know more about all of this. (laughs) We need
1: to... It's it's in living memory, yeah. (laughs) We we need to
0: find, (laughs) either need to find Henry Harrod or Henry Harrod's descendants.
1: If anybody, like, knows about this and wants to get in touch and tell us a bit more about it, you should definitely drop us an email, newsboyatstuff.co.nz, because this is a a great yarn and uh, I'd love to get a bit deeper into it.
0: I'm speechless. Okay, uh, here's my offering. Move aside 80000 New Zealand dollar pair of sneakers. Not sure if you're aware, but fun fact. Michael Jordan's sneakers, a pair of Michael Jordan's NBA Finals Air Jordan 13s, sold for a record $2.2 2 million oh earlier God. this year. That is $3.5 million New Zealand Dollars at auction, also from Sotheby's, who were selling the Apple sneakers. So, so, so are the Sotheby's are Sotheby's are onto something there.
1: Those Apple sneakers are cheap by comparison.
0: I know, boring. What's the point? Right? Doesn't even. Well, why would they even bother?
1: More dollars than cents, if you ask me. Get Crazy.
0: So that was that is the and that is the most expensive sneaker sold ever to date.
1: Let us know whose fact you think is best on Instagram. We're going to chuck a poll up. Over the weekend, um, uh, is it Otterahanger beating out Muhammad Al-Fayed, or is it the world's most expensive pair of sneakers being Michael Jordan's three point five, three point five million? Was
0: it? Yeah, with two point two (sighs) US. Which, by my terrible calculations, works out to be three point five New Zealand dollars. Million. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, Jump onto the Instagram, at NewsableNZs. But for now, I think that's us for today, isn't it?
0: That is Newsable for today. I'm Imogen Wells.
1: And I'm Emile Donovan. We've got a special episode coming out tomorrow all about the FIFA Women's World Cup. And we'll be back with business as usual from 6am Monday. Uh, Till then, have a great weekend. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you around.
2: Was this episode of Newsable usable? Then back NZ News by making a financial contribution at stuff.co.nz support.